Welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. We value your time and energy and hope you receive a lot from tuning in. As a listener-supported show, we rely on you to help us grow. We'd be so grateful if you share the show or a favorite episode with a friend or fellow health seeker. Living a healthy and nourishing life doesn't always come easily, especially in today's crazy world. But that's why we're here, doing what we love, hopefully helping you along with information and inspiration that fuels your health pursuits. If you're looking for more support, consider subscribing to the monthly Meal Guide membership. Just $11 per month gets you access to a weekly meal guide filled with healing and delicious whole food plant-based recipes, along with invitations to our regularly scheduled support calls where we can connect, answer questions, and keep the good vibes flowing in our healthy lives. You can learn more at www.alter.health slash meal dash guides. And if you're looking for more in-depth support, check out our other services. We offer both one-on-one consulting as well as educational programs. All of our current offerings are listed at www.alter.health. Our ultimate goal is to empower you to heal yourself. Keeping with that theme, let's dive into today's show. Hello, everyone. It's Dr. Susanna here. I am so excited to be hosting this week's episode of the All to Your Health podcast. It's been a while, right? But Dr. Ben has been on a roll with providing so much awesome information, inspiration. And I'm coming on in this week to share some real practical information on the topic of designing balanced whole food plant-based meals that actually support your body in healing. And this is a topic that I am super passionate about. I love talking about the practicality of implementing all this information in your life. I mean, what's the point of, you know, educating yourself on all of this if we're not actually putting it into practice in the kitchen, right? But the reason why I am so passionate about it is because honestly, I've been getting a little bit of feedback recently from people in our world saying things along the lines of, you know, I've been eating plant-based for a while. I feel like I've been kind of, you know, following what all the whole food plant-based experts say, you know, no animal products, no, you know, processed foods, but why am I not getting the results I'm looking for? Why are my blood markers still, you know, suboptimal? Why am I not am I not healing from this chronic illness as quickly as I thought I would? And what I have been seeing in my experience is that sometimes there is a disconnect between the information that people are putting out about whole food plant-based eating and the great research behind whole food plant-based eating and then the implementation in the kitchen. Because the truth is there are like a million and one ways that someone could eat whole food plant-based, right? Yes, by whole food plant-based, we mean you know, focusing on whole plant foods and staying away from the animal products, staying away from the processed foods, staying away from excessive salt, uh, sweeteners, etc. no oils, etc. But still, there's so much variation in how we could apply those principles in the kitchen. And in my experience, also through working one-on-one with people in nutritional analysis kind of uh, scenarios and also kind of group uh, education scenarios, I can see how, wow, sometimes this 
broad information that is put out in the world of whole food plant-based nutrition, um, you know, yeah, just kind of misses the mark in the kitchen and in our physical body in terms of what the physical body might actually need to support the healing process. So it is so, this is why it's just, it's, it's such a passionate topic for me because Yes, you've probably heard me say this before. I find it heartbreaking when people put so much energy and intention into healing themselves and supporting themselves with optimal nutrition, but there's just there's just something missing. There's there's something that needs to be tweaked in their eating in order to really make this lifestyle support that healing process within, right? So you've probably heard us talk previously about, you know, some of the pitfalls people can fall into with whole food plant-based eating. And my intention with this episode is that in talking about uh, the creation of balanced whole food plant-based meals, we help to avoid some of those pitfalls that people can fall into, mainly the main pitfalls being not eating enough, focusing on too much kind of fat-rich foods or oils still, focusing on too many processed foods still, uh, focusing on too much kind of salt and sweeteners still. Um, so let's talk about how to really create these balanced whole food plant-based meals without further ado. Let's just dive into it. So with whole food plant-based eating, one of the biggest principles we need to understand here is that we're really applying, you know, the laws of biochemistry um, in the body in order to really optimize and support the healing process. So one of the biggest kind of biochemistry truths is that our cells prefer to burn carbohydrates as a source of fuel. And so the whole food plant-based lifestyle diet is focused around carbohydrate-rich plants. That's because a lot of the whole plants that we find on earth are naturally rich in carbohydrates. There are a few plants that are rich in fats that are, you know, predominantly um, fat-rich foods like avocados, like nuts and seeds, for example. But when we're eating whole food plant-based and with the focus, with the purpose of wanting to support healing, regeneration, and just longevity and energy optimization throughout life, we want to focus on carbohydrate-rich whole plant foods. Now, notice I'm not saying we want to focus on carbs because that that kind of talk gets confusing for people, right? When they hear the word carbs, they think, wait, you're telling me to eat bagels. You're telling me to eat cookies. No, we want to focus on carbohydrate-rich plants, which also have some amount of protein and fat built within them. But the predominant of source of energy is coming from carbohydrates in those plants. So when we apply this in the kitchen, the number one first step we want to think about when we are creating a balanced meal is that we want the meal to be focused around those carbohydrate-rich plants. Now, this is going to ensure that our body is getting the fuel that it needs to create the energy that it needs to heal, to regenerate, to fuel your life, right? So what that means is that we're either going to be focusing the meal around fruit because fruit are, um, you know, naturally very rich in carbohydrates, or we're going to be focusing the meal around starchy foods. And by starchy foods, I mean whole grains, starchy vegetables like potatoes, and also legumes are also high in starch as well. 
And ideally, we're not going to be combining fruit with these starchy foods because it's not really ideal for our digestive system to work on breaking down fruit in the, in the presence of a lot of starch as well, because fruit digests so much quicker than starch does in our digestive system. So that can actually cause a little bit of, you know, fermentation and gas production. If, if essentially the fruit gets kind of stuck, slowed down uh, in the stomach with the digestion of the starch. So it's helpful to really either focus on fruit or focus on starch. And what this looks like, you know, in terms of what meals are either focused on fruits or focused on starch, let's first talk about fruits. A meal that is focused around fruits could be something like a smoothie, um, a smoothie bowl. That's, I just had one for breakfast. It's what we have for breakfast every day. And also within this smoothie, we put, you know, leafy greens. You can put small amount of seeds like flax seeds or chia seeds. Um, But ideally, we don't want to be combining fruit with too many other types of food like cooked starchy foods and and such because of that digestive uh, aspect of it. Um, And some other people, you know, they might want to enjoy a simple, you know, bowl of fresh fruit by itself as a meal or like a salad that has fruit on it as, you know, uh, the main source of fuel for that meal. Now, in talking about fruit, I feel like I need to share a little caveat here. There, there are some people that like to focus on fruit as a big source of their fuel throughout the day, whether, you know, it's not only just one meal that's focused on fruit, but maybe all meals or maybe, you know, the, the first two meals of the day are focused on fruit, um, kind of more of a raw vegan approach to living or like a raw till four approach to living. And I just need to say that, you know, for people, especially if you haven't gotten results with this way of eating, once again, it's not necessarily a flaw in a plant-based um, lifestyle. There are people who apply this way of living and feel amazing and get the healing results that they're looking for. However, I will say if you're focused more on uh, that kind of raw vegan lifestyle or even part of your day being raw vegan, it just requires more attention to detail. It requires more understanding and education around nutrition and making sure that you are getting the nutrition that you need because one of the biggest pitfalls when we bring more raw foods into the lifestyle is that we can simply undernourish ourselves and not get everything that the body needs to really heal and fuel. But anyway, back to the main focus of this podcast episode, we can either focus that meal around fruit or around starch. And in our kitchen, in our lifestyle, Like I said, we like to start our day with a smoothie. That's kind of our fruit-focused meal of the day. But all of our other meals tend to be focused on the starchy foods. So once again, the whole grains, the legumes, the starchy potatoes, uh, starchy vegetables, the potatoes. And so we let's shift gears to talk about our starchy foods and, and how we can design a meal surrounded around those starchy foods. And, you know, just to take a step back, this is so different than planning a meal. If you, if you have a history of, for example, you know, kind of standard American diet or paleo eating or low carb eating, you know, that the focus is, has always been around protein, right? What's your protein source? Is it a chicken breast? Is it a steak? Is it, you know, a filet of salmon? What's the protein source? And it's so common for people to translate that way of thinking, 
over to a plant-based lifestyle thinking, okay, what's my protein source? I need a hunk of tofu. I need a hunk of seitan. I need a hunk of, you know, tempeh. These are all just different forms of soy, right? Or, you know, I need to make sure I've got like this big pile of beans and we love beans. But what I'm suggesting here is that rather than focusing around the protein in the meal, we need to focus around the starch, around the carbohydrates, because not only does that provide our body, our cells with the fuel it needs for everything, but what comes with that fuel is the protein, is the fat in smaller amounts in those, you know, carbohydrate rich foods, but also what comes with it is the abundance of nutrients, vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients, and also hydration and fiber, all these things that support the body in healing. So a meal that is focused around starch could look like, you know, there being a good amount. I'll just, I'll just use an example because last night we were in a time crunch and I didn't really have anything planned for dinner, but luckily I had prepped some beans ahead of time. And luckily we had potatoes in the pantry and, you know, we got a pressure cooker and we, we can pull things together, right? So what I did last night when I was just kind of pulling together a meal with what I had in the fridge was we ended up having uh, a simple kind of Buddha bowl with beans, rice, potatoes that we threw in our air fryer. Uh, we also steamed some broccoli and summer squash. And then we had an, a really quick, easy sauce that I created, um, kind of a dressing made out of sesame seeds. And uh, it was delicious. It was perfect. It was all you need. And so when we're, we're, when we're designing these meals, whether we're in a pinch or whether we've got some time to plan, you want to make sure you've got a good amount of these starchy foods. And you really don't have to be shy. And my message here with the starchy foods and the fruit is that you don't need to limit portion size. What's really amazing when we eat these foods, and that's, you know, in the context of whole food plant-based lifestyle, we're eating these foods all day, every day. Our body regulates our appetite. We're able to really uh, find more of that connection with our subtle satiety cues, satiation cues, so that it's hard to really overeat in this lifestyle. And like I keep saying, the bigger issue that I often find with people is that they are undernourishing themselves. They're not eating enough because they're bringing this mentality of portion control and calorie counting and restriction into this lifestyle where that doesn't serve us at all. I mean, that never serves us, but especially not in whole food plant-based eating. Okay. So We've got our first step, right? We got th three steps, three steps to creating a balanced whole food plant-based meal. First step, focus on the carbohydrate-rich plant foods. So we've got our good starchy foods or our fruit, right? The second step is then to bring in an abundance of non-starchy vegetables. Whoa, that's a category we haven't even talked about yet non-starchy vegetables like leafy greens, like the broccoli, like the summer squash, the zucchini, the asparagus, the list goes on. And so this is the second step. It's not the first step. It's the second step because remember, there's such a big priority on making sure you are getting enough 
energy to fuel your body's processes, right? But we do also need the vitamins and minerals as well to optimize health, to optimize energy production, to optimize detoxification and healing. So we don't want to forget about our non-starchy vegetables. We also don't want the non-starchy vegetables to be the sole focus of the meal. Because this is also a pitfall I see people fall into. They're so super conscious about health. They want every bite of food to be as nutrient-dense as possible. So they make meals that looks like, you know, leafy green salad with lots of, like, non-starchy vegetables and hardly any grains, hardly any beans, just so many non-starchy vegetables. And while that's great for your vitamin and mineral status, it's not great for the energy requirements that your body needs to be optimally healthy. So that's why it is our second step in creating a balanced meal. Um, Because yes, all the reasons I just said, I don't have to repeat myself. So what this looks like, you know, let's say we've started our meal focused around fruit. How can we bring in non-starchy vegetables? Well, in the context of a smoothie, we bring in leafy greens. In the smoothie I had this morning, I added three cups of spinach uh, to my smoothie. And and just to kind of tell you how much is in my smoothie bowl, um, I made the smoothie with two bananas, a cup of mango, a cup of wild blueberries. So that's like four servings of fruit. Then I added three cups of leafy greens and also added some green powder and olive powder. These are like additional nutrient boosters if you like that. Um, You can also add your tablespoon of flax and chia here as well. And then on top of that, because I like to eat my smoothies in a bowl, I added some sliced banana and also some dried fruit like dried mulberries, a little bit of raisins, for example. So right there, that's like five or six servings of fruit, right? Three cups of leafy greens. So when we talk about really like focusing on the carbohydrate-rich foods, <laughs> you get an idea of like how how much how much is in that smoothie, right? So when we're talking about these fruit-focused meals, another way to bring in non-starchy vegetables would be like in the form of that salad, right? A salad that is topped with a lot of fruit and kind of a fruit-based dressing. This isn't something that we eat very often, but it is common in our Alter Health cleanse. We have a lot of fruit-focused salads in our cleanse. And, um, you know, for some for some individuals, they, they really like how this kind of feels, especially if they're living in like a warmer climate where they want to eat more fresh fruit for, you know, throughout the day. But what's more common is that once again, we've got our starch-based meal that we are incorporating lots of non-starchy vegetables into. So for example, with the Buddha bowl last night, we had our rice and beans and potato, but we also had steamed broccoli, summer squash. We also had a side of a leafy green salad as well. And so that's what I often recommend for dinners is actually to even start the meal with a good leafy green salad that has, you know, at least two or three cups of leafy greens with some other raw veggies sliced on top and to have some kind of cooked vegetable as well on the side of whatever uh, carbohydrate-rich foods that you're focused on. Now, a lot of our whole food plant-based meals also mix in a lot of those non-starchy vegetables with starchy vegetables. For example, I'm thinking of like a kitchery that is based with rice and mung beans, but has also 
onions and you know zucchini and green beans mixed in uh or you could do like a kind of no oil fried rice that's got you know onions and broccoli and uh sugar snap peas and you know all these types of things mixed in and that's a great way to incorporate all of those non-starchy vegetables as well but the idea is that repeating myself first step focus on carbohydrate rich foods second step bring in an abundance of non-starchy vegetables really to provide that more nutrient-dense source of vitamins and minerals. So at this point, we've got already great, great nutrition if this is what we're kind of planning our meals around. Now, the third step of creating a balanced whole food plant-based meal is optional, actually, and that's to bring in an optional fat-rich fat rich garnish or condiment. We use the word garnish or condiment to really emphasize that we're not focusing the meal around fat-rich foods. It's really just a little special thing to add on top, right? So in our fruit-focused kind of example here, in the smoothie, this often looks like adding flax or chia. Or maybe you want even a little extra creaminess. You want to bring in, you know, another tablespoon of hemp seeds, for example. You really don't want to overdo fat when you are eating fruit once again because of that digestion issue. Um, bringing in too much fat when you're eating plenty of fruit can once again slow down the digestion of the fruit and cause some gas and bloating. Now, in the example of uh, our starch-based meals, a fat-rich condiment often looks like adding, you know, a quarter of an avocado on top as a topping or a couple spoonfuls of guacamole. Or most commonly in our kitchen, what it looks like is our delicious seed-based or nut-based salad dressings. Sometimes these sauces will also, you know, be an additional um delicious thing <laughs> that we add to a Buddha bowl or there's other recipes, for example, like we've got a peanut based kind of Thai curry. It's got some nuts in that. Uh, it's the peanuts, obviously, um, you know, cashew cream added to some stews and stuff like this. But the idea is that it's really just a, a little add on a garnish, a condiment, a little, you know, a little booster. It's not the focus of the meal. Um, because yes, another pitfall we often see people focus on is, you know, when they bring this mentality of, okay, uh, you know, got to keep like low carb mentality, right? I want to eat vegan, but I want to be low carb still. Well, then what does that leave you with? Focusing on a lot of nuts, focusing on a lot of tofu, which actually soy is a fat rich food, focusing on avocado. And also when people undernourish themselves with, you know, keeping out carbohydrate rich foods, Oftentimes, because they're under eating, their body is actually craving more calories. So they crave the fat rich foods and will tend towards those foods to fill them up and help them feel satiated, which does not support our body's metabolism and working most efficiently. Uh, we have so many podcast episodes where we talk really about how to optimize that metabolic health. And as a reminder, in order to do so, we want to focus on carbohydrate rich foods and relate to fat-rich foods as the garnish. Okay, so I thought it'd be helpful to kind of share some more examples of just kind of how, you know, I think I think through meal creation in the kitchen. And 
I thought it'd be helpful to share. So actually later today, I'm going over to a friend's house. We're going to cook together. We like to cook bulk meals together and she's not even whole food plant-based, but um, you know, we, we make it, we make it work with the foods that we both like to eat. And today we are making three meals and they're not all complete balanced meals. So I wanted to show you essentially like how you can peruse the web, find recipes and make them fit in to a balanced way of eating in your kitchen because not all whole food plant-based recipes out there are balanced in and of themselves, right? Okay, so the first recipe we're making is an eggplant tagine, kind of Moroccan dish. And essentially, the ingredients in this meal are like two eggplants, an onion, a can of chickpeas, lots of tomatoes, lots of herbs and spices, right? So Okay, if we like zoom back and look at, okay, what's actually in this meal, aside from all the delicious flavor that it's going to provide, essentially a can of beans and two eggplants. That's not much fuel. It's not much starch. It's not even that much non-starchy vegetables, right? We got the, we got the tomatoes in there too. But really, you know, this, what, what, what this meal is going to provide <laughs> is delicious flavor. So I'm going to take this meal back to my kitchen and add a whole bunch of stuff to it to make it a balanced meal. So how this is going to be served in our kitchen is that the tagine will go on top of brown rice. So we got that good source of starch. Now there's some chickpeas in the tagine. So, okay, that, that'll be fine uh, for a little bit of legumes. It's not like a huge source of legumes, but I'm also going to serve this with a side of potatoes, roasted potatoes or uh, steamed potatoes so that we've got two good sources of carbohydrate rich starchy foods right a lot of rice and and potatoes and I want to really emphasize the fact that you know you can like the, the potato I'm going to make enough potatoes for like two days so that we can just eat as many potatoes as we need until we feel full that's the way we relate to these starch rich foods right and then also because this meal, it's got some eggplant, it's got some tomatoes, but it, you know, it doesn't really have that much like greens, not really that many non-starchy vegetables. Also going to serve it with a side of steamed vegetable, whether that's, you know, asparagus or broccoli. And then like every dinner going to have a side salad or starter salad as well. So here you can see now we, we took this pooky little recipe that's going to be delicious, but we bulked it up to make it a well-rounded and balanced meal that is focused around carbohydrate-rich foods and has non-starchy foods as, uh, you know, as that second ingredient. And then the fat-rich optional condiment will be whatever salad dressing I put on the salad. So the next thing I'm making at my friend's house is actually lentil uh, meatballs, quote-unquote lentil meatballs, lentil balls. And they're essentially lentils and brown rice mixed together with a bunch of herbs and spices. So once again, in and of itself, not a balanced meal, but can be added to lots of other foods to create a balanced meal. So how am I going to eat this in my kitchen? Uh, well, we are going to, because it takes quite a bit of effort to make things like this, right? Lentil balls and lentil burgers and lentil meatloaves. It, it takes quite a bit of effort. You need to like blend it up in the food processor and all that stuff. Um, I don't want actually the meatballs to be the main source 
of my starch. It's kind of like this specialty thing that I've made, right? So Ben and I will probably each have, you know, I'd say like five or six of these balls, but that's not going to be enough to really satiate us in terms of starch-rich, carbohydrate-rich foods in that meal. So I'm also going to have a side of unlimited potatoes as well. And then, of course, we're going to need to bring in some non-starchy vegetables. So, you know, steamed, whatever it is. And then the side salad as well. So you're kind of seeing a pattern here, right? You're kind of now hopefully able to kind of, you know, take a recipe and create balance out of it. The third thing I'm making with my friend is kind of like a raw vegetable slaw, like salad type of thing, Um, probably grated carrots and cabbage and sugar snap peas. And then it'll have like a tahini based dressing. So this is something that I actually don't make that much of in my kitchen. I don't make like fancy salads because we usually just create our our little starter salad with whatever fresh vegetables we find at the market. But this will be a special kind of, uh, yeah, it'll be a special salad. And, And rather than having that be the salad, just eating the slaw as the salad, probably we'll just add it as a topping on top of a bed of greens. And then we'll eat whatever other thing I'm having for dinner, which is going to be some kind of starch-based meal. And later this week, just to bring more examples, uh, one of the meals that I'll be creating for the meal guide is kind of a deconstructed cabbage roll or unstuffed cabbage roll, which once again is focused on brown rice as a main ingredient red beans is a main ingredient. And then there's shredded cabbage, shredded carrots, tomatoes. These are like non-starchy vegetables that are mixed in with that deconstructed cabbage roll. And we'll have it with a side of potatoes. We'll have it with a side of steamed vegetables. So you're kind of hopefully getting an idea of what this looks like, what this could look like in your kitchen. And so I will, I will take kind of a step back here and share that, you know, this is information um, for people. Th- this is like g- general healthy information around eating, right? Whole food, plant-based eating, balanced eating. Um, you know, there are specific conditions where there are specific nutritional considerations for sure. And individuals may need different individualized, um, you know, strategies to find balance for them in their bodies, right? And that's why we do offer our nutritional analysis one-on-one. Um, and so, but but ge- this is, Dr. Ben wanted me to say this, this is information for the general public people who want to be healthy, get, you know, balanced health results with their whole food plant-based eating. Um, you know, I thought I would just share before I wrap up today, a little update from me and how I'm doing, because it's like, you know, you hear us talk about this, but it's like, you know, how, why, why take, why take my word, you know? And I'll just share from my experience that, you know, I'm now six months, seven months postpartum. I was just recently reading a book that asks you to kind of rate where your health is. And I was reflecting and writing and, 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 genuinely authentically feeling like I couldn't ask for any better health right now. Like I'm actually, I feel like peak health and I feel so blessed that, you know, I, I just had a baby six months ago, seven months ago, six and a half months ago. And I, I feel like I'm at optimal health at optimal 
everything again. Um, you know, my weight effort effortlessly came before I got pregnant. I now have full energy where I'm able to mountain bike and hike and I'm still able to breastfeed and still able to have energy to keep up with all the housework and, you know, cooking meals and just, you know, experience life in its fullest. And I know I just I'm just overwhelmed with gratitude because I know that's not everyone's experience. And I do really attribute my great health to my great nutrition, balanced nutrition, balanced eating, eating enough, making sure my body is getting everything it needs. And so once again, it just goes back to kind of the first point that I brought up in today's episode. This really is a passion of mine to help people achieve that optimal health through lifestyle, through nutrition, and making sure that we really, you know, understand uh, what the body needs and how to nourish ourselves enough. Because like I said, and this will be the 500th time, 500th time, (laughs) thousandth time I've said it in today's episode that um, a lot of what we see, a lot of what we see um, with people not getting the results that they're looking for with whole food plant-based eating is undernourishing, not getting enough. And, um, you know, people really feel like they, they know what they're doing, but they're not getting the results and it's so frustrating. And then they might give up on plant-based eating. So anyway, if you're listening to this, I really hope that these tips shared in this episode kind of help you see like, oh, that's that's what a balanced whole food plant based meal looks like. If you're still having confusion around this, if you want reassurance in knowing that all this effort that you're putting in the kitchen is going towards supporting their body and healing, then reach out. Let us know if we can help you with a nutritional analysis or any of our other programs. Um, And yeah, we just really are hoping the best for you and your healing journey. So thanks everyone for joining. And we hope to see you on another episode of the Alter Your Health podcast.